Hi, welcome back to another episode of In the Highs, In the Lows. Today we are talking about how God is giving, and your special guest is no one, it's just me. Sorry about that. Um, But I thought it would be fun if I opened with a fun fact, like I make all of my guests do anyways. So, um, here's my fun fact. Um, When I was little, my favorite Barbie movie was Barbie and the Diamond Castle, if you know what I'm talking about. Awesome. If you don't, sorry for your loss. Um, But there were these two dogs named Sparkles and Lily, and we had these two cats that we got. They were little baby kittens, and I was allowed to name them, and I named them Sparkles and Lily based off the two dogs from Barbie and the Diamond Castle, because that movie absolutely slept. It was a really good movie. Um, honestly, don't really remember what happened. If I looked back at it today and watched it again, it probably would not be as good, but that's fine. You know, some memories are meant to be preserved like that. Um, okay. So I'm just gonna hop right into it. So I'm talking about how God is giving. I kind of was just reading my Bible just now and I'm just praying for the Lord to move and stuff like that and I was like Lord I'm episode several episodes short on getting this podcast out because I'm about to travel and there's not enough and I need to do some of my own. So I was like let's crack open my Bible. So I started reading in Joshua 1 and the Lord just revealed a whole storm of things to me. So, um, first I'm going to go over a little overview. So, God is giving. What does this really mean? Um, I I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Y'all know what giving means. It's like taking something and... I don't know how to say this without using the word giving. Gifting it to somebody else? I feel like in God's example, that's a pretty good way of saying it. Saying that it's gifted from God to you. Um, But it's really just like handing something over. Like, if I have something I'm handing it to somebody new um, and they get to keep it so that's what God is doing God is giving so um before I get into my specific scripture I'm gonna go through a couple times where God has been giving throughout the Bible and all time but all of mine are Bible examples just because that's what pops to mind um, so my first example is after the Israelites were freed from Egypt they were out in the wilderness and they were like God we're starving give us food and God was like I got you here's manna falling from heaven literally falling from heaven look it up I don't remember where it's in it's in probably mid exodus look it up literally look it up I'm not exaggerating when I say it was falling from heaven that was not me kidding that's literally what's happening um so this bread literally fell from heaven God is giving God is given heavenly bread Trust me when I say I would like to try some of that bread. Not just normal manna. I've had normal manna. I'm talking about the heavenly manna that falls from the heavens. Um, Lord, hit me up. Um, next is when the Israelites need a place to live. Also after the Exodus. Um, what did God provide? Uh, land flowing with milk and honey. And also uh, humongous grapes. Which sounds really weird, but if you read the story about the 12 spies that were sent in, um, Caleb and Joshua come back and they have humongous grapes. And I don't know if they mean like grapes the size of like an apple or like bigger than that, or if they just mean like large grapes that you can get at like HEB. I don't know. In my mind, it's always like size of an apple or bigger, but that's just really stuck with me. Um, another example, Abraham, Sarah wanted a son. Boom. God gave them a son. His name was Isaac. 100 years old or 99 years old was how old Sarah was when she was pregnant. People don't get pregnant that age anymore. They literally don't. They, like, people stop getting pregnant by, like, 
60 at the latest. At the latest. So, do you think she could still have children by then? I don't. Honestly, don't. I don't think she could. But God's a miracle worker. God is giving. Giving her a child. A.K.A. Isaac. Um, and then I have down, need an answer. Boom, Jesus. Which, if you don't know Jesus, probably confused. If you do know Jesus, you get it. For those of you who don't know Jesus, um, I don't know how to describe it to you quite perfectly yet. But the thing that you're asking yourself, um, the answer is most likely Jesus. The if your if your question is like, why do I have depression? Um, what can I do to solve it? That answer is Jesus. Not why do you have depression? That one's not Jesus. That one's because you don't have Jesus. Some of the, some of the answers are lack of Jesus. Some of the answers are you need Jesus. The why do I have depression is lack of Jesus. What can I do to solve my depression? To an extent. Uh, because obviously it can always be solved. Trials aren't meant to just go away with a snap. But um, the answer is Jesus. Um, that's just an example. Anxiety goes in the same boat. Uh, just day-to-day struggles, medical struggles. Um, with that, it's not like he's just going to give it to you and you're going to, the answer is going to be solved, but also, I don't know. You're going to find answers to the question. I, it's really hard to describe, but the answer is Jesus, whatever your question is or lack of Jesus, depending on how you phrase the question. Um, Okay. So, I want to move into my scripture now. So, the one I'm specifically talking about is, um, so this is right after Moses dies, and Joshua is in charge of taking over, like, leading the Israelites. Obviously, God is, like, the one in control, but they have, like, a human figurehead so that, like, everyone's, like, chill and not freaking out. Um, so, this is what it says in Joshua 1, verse 8. Verse, verse 8. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. So, Joseph was just told, no, not Joseph, Joshua, oops, Joshua was just told to take over for Moses' job. If you know even a little bit of Bible history, you know, Moses had a pretty big job, you know? He was not a laid back dude. He had a lot of stuff to do. Um, So, obviously, that's overwhelming. And God says, meditate on my word day and night. So, I feel like we often ask God for all of these things. Like, my current example is I've been asking God a lot, hey, where do I go to school? And I've solved that one. But the next one is, what do I major in? Um, And that's where it gets into, like, what are you doing to prepare beforehand? Because we know God is giving. We see that God is giving. We see that he is giving stuff. There's also in verse 13, which I forgot to say clearly, but it says, remember what Moses, the servant of the Lord commanded you. The Lord, your God is giving you a place of rest. He has given you this land. Um, that's where it gets into the point what are you doing to prepare for that gift? Because if I hand you a box of computer parts, I would say that the majority of you do not know how to build a computer out of computer parts. I mean, maybe a couple of you. Um, and I'm saying no YouTube, by the way. I'm not saying Google it. I'm saying if I hand you a box of computer parts and you have no internet access and there is no manual, what will you do? 
you will know what to do with it. You'll also be like, Ellie, why'd you give this to me? So, what God is asking us to do through these scriptures is rather than being handed a box of computer parts, when we're asking for a gift from God, don't be unprepared when it's given to you. Um, by that, I mean meditate on this word day and night. Spend, your, spend time in it. Don't just let it sit on your desk in between the like during the week in between the Sundays like I do because let's be real we all do it we all let our Bible sit out and we just ignore it when God is saying no meditate on it day and night so when you're asking God for a gift when you're asking God hey where am I going to college what am I going to major in um what comes next um all of these things what are you doing to actually prepare for it because I guarantee you that if you spend time in the Bible, that answer will eventually be revealed to you. Because this Bible is meant to be your manual for those computer parts, you know? Do you understand what I'm saying? Is this analogy actually hitting? I hope so. Um, But we're always asking God for these gifts. We're asking, Lord, what comes next? Lord, what can I do? Lord, give me gifts. Lord, give me blessings. Lord, help me through this time. Lord, get me through this. Lord, how do I get through this trial when it's like, Open your word. Open your Bible. On top of that, open your Bible before. Before there's an answer, before there's a gift, before he starts delivering, open this Bible. Because if you really say that, go back to my computer parts example. If you're asking me for a gift, if you're asking for computer parts, say, what are you going to do beforehand? You're going to know how to set it up beforehand because it's something you're already invested in. You know, I am asking for a guitar for Christmas. You know what I'm doing to prepare for that? I'm playing my guitar I already have. I want a new one because I want it to be able to play through like a um, thing. I want it to be electric, um, acoustic electric. So I'm spending my time to actually play my guitar. You know what I'm saying? I want this new one. I want this gift from you, mother, Um, (laughs) my mom. But here's what I'm doing to actually prepare for it. Because I don't want you to give me something that I'm not ready for. Like, I'm, I might not be ready for that because clearly I haven't put in the effort. When we're asking God for gifts, it needs to be more than just saying, Lord, I really, really want the opportunity to bring someone to Jesus tomorrow. Well, if you can't tell anyone what the gospel is, then we have a problem. Because trust me, you're not going to be able to tell what the gospel really is from just a couple sermons. The sermons aren't going to fill you up. If you want those moments where the Lord is using you, if you want those crazy, awe-shaking moments, you're going to need to crack open that Bible every once in a while. Because those sermons are going to be awesome for growing your faith. But when it comes out to going out in the real world, if you can't go out and tell people to their face what the gospel is, what are you doing? The Lord calls us to go out and tell people about Jesus. The Lord gives us these gifts. And what we're doing is we're sitting on it and we're not opening our Bibles. And I'm getting a little bit repetitive here and a little bit ranty. Sorry about that. But I think it's important. I think it's important that we realize that when it comes to actually asking for gifts, we need to put in the work to earn those gifts. God's going to give it to you. God has your best interest in mind. God wants you to do good things for his kingdom. God wants you to have those moments where you're able to tell like a random person at a gas station about Jesus and they come to follow him. But if you can't open your Bible once a day, at least, like 
how is God going to use you? And I know you can say, well, Ellie, you know, God can use us whether or not we're reading our Bible. God can use people who don't even know Jesus. And yeah, but if you're praying for God to use you, but you're not putting in the work, trust me, the way you're, you want to be used, you're not going to be used. You're going to sit on the sidelines. You know, if you're a basketball player and you don't spend the time actually playing basketball, then you're going to sit on the bench. You're going to sit on the bench. That's what's going to happen. That's life. If you're not actually going out and doing whatever you can to achieve what God has promised you, then why would you expect to have those promises handed to you? Things don't get handed to you. Open your Bible. Read it. Because, man, I know it's hard. I don't read my Bible every night. I'm going to be real. I, sometimes I go weeks without reading my Bible. I've gone months without reading my Bible. We all have. Let's be real. It's hard. It's hard to muster up the motivation to read this book that's 2,000, some, in some areas, 6,000 years old. It is hard to read. I don't want to spend my time reading that. I want to scroll on my phone. I want to scroll on Instagram. I want to scroll on TikTok. I want to do whatever. I don't want to open my Bible. I don't want to read a book that's thousands of years old. And I for sure think in my mind that this book is not going to apply to me. But the minute I open it, literally today, the minute I opened it, I found something that applies to me. So now that I've finished ranting, I just want to ask you just this week, I'm simply asking for a week of your time up until Christmas, up until Christmas. Yes. I'm asking you up until Christmas to do whatever you can to read your Bible every day, every day. If that's a verse a day, awesome. If that's a chapter chapter a day, awesome. If you're somehow reading a book a day, very impressed and awesome. But if you're praying to God every night, asking for his miraculous giving, but you're not doing anything, what are you doing? What do you think is going to happen? I'm not going to give computer parts to someone who doesn't know what to do with it. I'm going to give them to somebody who does. I'm not going to give you a guitar if you don't know how to play it and have no interest in playing it. And if you're like, well, I have interest in doing these things. If you have interest, then open your Bible. If you have interest in sharing the word of Jesus, open your Bible. And I'm saying this to me too, because if I'm going out and I'm saying I want to tell the word of Jesus, but I don't open that Bible for weeks at a time, Just because my words are saying it doesn't mean my actions are saying it. And my actions speak so much louder than my words. So throughout this week, up until Christmas, that's all I'm asking. Up until the 25th of December. This is going to come out either the 17th or the 18th. Probably the 17th. I'm just going to ask you to do whatever you can. Oh, wait. If it's the 18th, it'll be a week. I'm going to ask you to do whatever you can to open your Bible every single day. Open your Bible every single day. It's not that much to ask. And read it. Don't just open it. But read it every single day. And find one thing that stands out to you. Tell someone about it. If you're asking God for these gifts, do something so that he delivers those gifts. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I really have to say. I do want to say, with that said, the gift of salvation does not have to be earned. Because I'm not saying that these gifts have to be earned. I'm saying that if you actually want to make an impact you're gonna have to put in the work um because there is a difference to that so if you're thinking "Mm, I don't want to know Jesus because I don't want to put in the work he's not asking for anything in return for salvation 
But if you're asking him for gifts, you should be putting in the work. You should be doing all you can to be like him. 24-7. And that means opening this Bible, which is exactly what he says to do. Um, So take with that as you will. No, don't take with that as you will. Take with that as reading your Bible. Go read it. Exit Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Wow, good plug, Ellie. Um, And go read your Bible. Don't even listen to the outro. Actually, I'm not going to give an outro today. Bye. Go read your Bible.